I'm constantly told that if you don't support Republicans, then the Democrats win or the left more ideologically. And the left wins regardless. I mean, it's almost like Republicans just just opposition controlled. You know, in on it, but they're just to pose a, a, a sense of hope in the system. Effectively, what this is, is a federal vaccine database of the people within this country. And if you read the full text, that's exactly what it is. 80 fucking Republicans that have voted in support of this. Your usual names, Dan uh, Crenshaw, uh, these neocons and, and what have you. We're in support of that. Why people keep continue to parade around this fucking eye patch wearing son of a bitch as if he's some sort of uh, uh, beacon for what's going to be the new conservatism. And if that's who y'all going to use as y'all's uh, y'all's little poster child going into the future. Good luck. Uh, and don't ever so expect the support of folks like myself because you ain't getting it. The Al Sharptons, the, all these people. So they get paid to pump fear, oppression, and making you believe you're being held down by the white man. They pump that narrative into your system so that you will stay in your place. And they can continue to do what they do and they can continue to get paid. Prime example, things have happened in my life that have helped my eyes to open. I was working in the schools. It was like a movie, that movie, uh, Lean On Me with Joe Clark. That's how the kids behavior, that's the severity because they were violent, they were aggressive, they were threatening, they would bring weapons to school. It was a war zone every day for these third and fourth graders. It's hard to believe. Yes, third and fourth graders, I had kids hang out the window to try to commit suicide, bang their heads on the wall in the floor. Everything you can think of, we experienced in that classroom. I began to work with those kids using my training from my master's level program as a master's level clinician, outpatient therapist. Those kids begin to get better. They Let me back up a little bit. They were housed in our program because they couldn't be maintained in their everyday regular school. The regular school said that they could not come back to school until they completed our program or they needed to be stepped up to hospitalization. We were the in-between between hospitalization, between their regular school and hospitalization or their regular school and the DJJ. The kids in my program begin to take to the interventions and they begin to change their behavior and they begin to get better and they begin to sit down in their seat and they begin to stop fighting and they begin to listen to the teacher and they begin to improve on their grades and they begin to improve on their reading. I had the supervisor of the program come into the classroom where I was and tell me, if you make them better, we won't have a job. So starting from the beginning, I mean, how do you get into doing what you do? Obviously the 2020 riots went down and from the very beginning you had like CNN coming out, standing in front of burning buildings, saying that these are fiery but mostly peaceful protests. Mm -hmm. And I think people take issue with uh, mainstream news organizations. Even till right now, they're trying to act like the riots were not as bad as they really were. Black Lives Matter wants to take credit for a lot of the riots that they were a part of. And I know this because when I'm undercover with these people, they don't shy away from that being known because that's the message that they wanted to get across to the United States of America. And that's just simply the truth. So to hear people come out and try and cover for BLM, there's a lot of BLM activists that are like, yeah, no, we, we, we wanted the world to know that this is what we were willing to do to get our communist message across. Um, and Antifa as well. Anyone that comes out and says Antifa is a myth is just simply lying or not living in reality. Um, they're very organized. They're very real. Um, they're very active in what they do. 
and uh, I got the receipts for that. I get death threats all the time, not just after the Rittenhouse trial. I've been getting death threats from Black Lives Matter and Antifa uh, psychopaths. Yeah, I mean, in Portland, they rioted for more than 150 days in 2020. Um, I was there for the majority of them, documenting what they were doing, what they were saying, uh, the violent acts that they were committing, attempting to burn down the federal courthouse with people inside of it. That's an attempted murder. And the mainstream media would come out and say that these people don't exist and they're peaceful protesters. Right. Summer, um, summer of love. <laughs> uh, I was there undercover at Chaz, the looting that took place in Santa Monica, Beverly Hills. Oh. I think it's necessary. I think, uh, and I wasn't the only one covering the riots in 2020. Um, I mean, imagine if there were no independent videographers on the night that Kyle shot all those psychopaths, uh, what the narrative would be right now. And I personally believe Kyle would be in prison right now if it weren't for a lot of independent journalists like myself that night that recorded simply what happened. I, th I think there's no question about that. I mean, it is the consensus that the 24 seven 360 camera recordings saved him in this case and not uh, condemned him. You know, one point when Andy Ngo got assaulted for the second time, uh, and Tim Pool had said it, it wouldn't be him. He's not naive enough to go back and report on the ground, given his status. And it turned out to be him. Like, at some point, you have to say, I, I, I have to move off the ground now and then go into higher level analysis stuff or, or get, get the footage from other people. Yeah, you know, and, and I take these, these are like personal things to me. These are my friends. Um, Andy No is, is, is a huge friend of mine. He's helped me with so much in my career. And uh, yeah, I've been on the ground with Andy multiple times. Um, but again, you know, the, the, the hard part here is listen to what we're talking about, man. We're still in the United States of America, and it's like we're having to report on ISIS or something. Like, this is dangerous it is in the United States of America, like having to cover Antifa or Black Lives Matter. And with Andy, it, it, it gets to the point where it's extremely violent, and you get credible death threats. Um, and it's not because of what they accuse you of being. They accuse Andy of being a, uh, a right-wing propagandist, or they'll accuse me of being a right-wing pro propagandist because I just post videos of them committing crimes. Uh, and it just, like, makes no sense, but people believe it. Um, but to go to what's happened with Andy is... Andy has been very effective with what he's done and what he continues to do. And that's why they fear him. And that's why they intimidate him and they threaten his life. But this is why it's sad is because you have people with hearts that just want to report and they love what they do. But because there's such violent threats out there, people end up having to choose a different career path. Or like you said, let's just go with more, you know, professional analysis here. And then they turn around and accuse you of being a grifter because you're commenting on other people's footage. It's like, well, you kind of have no choice at some point. Um, but I think it's just a testament to who these people really are. They're not a myth. They're violent individuals that have the ability to end your career because they'll just threaten to kill you. Well, they'll, they'll say, Drew, and I know the arguments because we've heard them. You're a right-wing, whatever, partisan hack because you only cover the, the peaceful riots. You don't cover January 6th. You don't cover uh, Charlottesville. Was it Charlottesville? You don't cover the, you, know, you only cover the left violence and not the right. Therefore, you're partisan. I, but I mean, I, were you were you on the January six uh, in the area on Jan six or not? Not really. Well, January six, we definitely talked about it. I've reported on it. I you know talked about how things that happened that maybe could have been done differently. I think this is just what they do. They spin these narratives. They try to just tell people what you are. They try and just tell people what you believe. They try to just label you, and they're successful with it because people believe it. And they don't even want to consider what you have to say for yourself. They just think that if one of their comrades uh, has an opinion about you, that's just gospel and you're just supposed to believe it. And this is why I call these people lemmings, because they don't think for themselves. They don't study for themselves. Uh, they don't research for themselves. Uh, just some fringe left psychopath on Twitter says something about me or Andy No or even Tim Pool. And that becomes the narrative. And they don't even have they don't even have the heart to sit down and have a conversation with someone like me uh, because they just automatically accuse you of being a fringe right wing psychopath Nazi. This is what they continue to do. They slander, they slander, they slander. Destroy your reputation because that's the only option they have left. 
Big cities are dealing with smash and grab robberies. A record number of police officers have been shot and killed this year. What is President Biden going to do about all this lawlessness? Well, uh, Peter, I would say that, one, the president proposed uh, additional funding in his budget. Uh, over the funding that had been proposed by the prior president to increase and support local uh, local police uh, departments, make sure we keep cops on the beat, uh, and we ensure that local communities are working in partnership to crack down on, on crime uh, and any dangers they see in their community. So that's one of the steps. We've also uh, worked with a range of communities across the country on strike forces, as you know, something we've talked about in the past. We're continuing to implement that from the Department of Justice. but. The president absolutely believes that uh, community police forces uh, can have an important instrumental effect in uh, helping keep communities safe. And does the president still think that crime is up because of the pandemic? I think uh, many people have conveyed that, and also one of the reasons that crime, one of the root reasons crime, we've uh, root causes of crime in communities is guns and gun violence, and we've seen that statistically around the country. Right, to your point, so when a huge group of criminals organizes themselves and they want to go loot a store, a CVS, a Nordstrom, a Home Depot, until the shelves are clean, do you think that's because of the pandemic? I think a root cause in a lot of communities is the pandemic, yes. Go ahead.